How's everybody doing? Welcome to episode 5 of the Bro at Deed podcast. We're sitting here on Monday, January 11th, 2021, and it is National Championship Game Day in Tuscaloosa. Quick little disclaimer at the start of the show. I got some uh, some roommates who are excited. I asked them not to knock on my door, but, you know, if there's any background noise or feedback or anything like that, well, it's National Championship Game Day in Tuscaloosa. So there are some, it's hard to keep there are some variables in life that you cannot control. And but, uh, uh, <laughs> a rowdy <laughs> Tuscaloosa on National Championship Game Day is one of those uh, variables. And, and, and I'm not going to attempt to control it either because that would kind of erase the magic of it. But anyway, we uh, – we probably won't get too much into the national championship in this show. We're, we're going to have a, a recap of it later this week, but we're uh, sitting here day after super wild card weekend, super the wild card weekend with six first, games. So a lot to talk about wild card weekend. First of all, before we get into the games, I just want to say that was awesome. Having six games on wild card weekend. Yeah. Six good matchups. I am like, I was pretty skeptical on the 17 playoff format at first, but I am fully a believer now. That was, that was a lot of fun. Definitely good for ratings, obviously. And honestly, like having seven teams, I mean, it's not like we're the first game we can talk about, like the Colts, like they, they were in a mismatch. Uh, what was the other um, three, seven? It was the, the, the both sevens won. No, 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 no. I'm, well, neither of them have competed. Won, but they no. both gave a, a decent fight. Bears a little bit less than the Saints. I mean, a little bit less than the Colts. We'll I, I, I messed up the um, whatever. But, yeah, the uh, both teams gave a decent fight. I mean, the yeah, Bears a little less, but their defense uh, stuck with it. And but, Colts were right in at the end. So, yeah, I don't but, think – there's always a seventh team that kind of uh, should be in it and isn't. So yeah. No, it's it, it, it was good to see the – it was good to see the seventh team seeds kind of competing in both conferences no game was really a blowout this weekend which was good to see it was really just a good weekend of football so you know i think i'm definitely firmly for the seven teams six six card game format and another aspect of that that i just kind of thought about like it it keeps the number two seed on their toes a little bit yeah i mean we saw it a lot with the bills even though they played great i mean i mean and it just before the colts were very important so much of getting that number one seed and having that mm-hmm. first round by now we haven't seen the Packers or the chiefs now, and we haven't seen the real chiefs in a couple of weeks because Chad Henney started week 17. They're coming off a loss. So Patrick Mahomes hasn't played in two weeks. Uh, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on if there's any rust or anything like that, but you know, it's, you know, so since we haven't seen either of the one seeds play in the first year that there's only one first round by it'll, I think next week will be really interesting to see if they yeah. come out flat or anything like that. But, you know, obviously that's something to, to monitor and keep an eye on. Other than that, we can probably just get right into the games. Yeah, we'll go chronologically like we did with the preview. Uh, start with the Bills and the Colts. Final score was 20 – or not Bills, yeah, Bills and Colts. Final score was 27-24 uh, to 24 to the Bills. Yep, and uh, probably the last game of Philip Rivers' career. Probably. Yeah, I would say so. And you saw his uh, post-game uh, presser. He was uh, pretty emotional. Yeah, I think uh, it was so. awesome to see. He was like, uh, I believed it was the year the whole way through. And hey, I think that team believed it too. And with, with or without Phillip Rivers going forward, and I, pardon me, I think they're going to be a little better going forward once they kind of figure out their, their future quarterback. But they're a really good young team. I, I don't think the Colts are going anywhere anytime soon. They're a great team and they hung, at, they hung in this game. Yeah. And, uh, and here's my thing with Phillip Rivers. Uh, he, he, was, he looked really good yesterday against the good Colts defense. Um, and he didn't, you know, he had a couple of throws that – that he, one specifically that comes to mind, I think it was in the first half. It was uh, – they were on the goal line, and he had, like, a little slant. He had Michael Pittman open, and yeah. he just 
completely threw it behind. And I think they had ended up having to settle for a field goal. And, you know, but until In that the first quarter of that game. Yeah, I believe, it was the first half. I can't remember if it was the first quarter or not, but I mean, Rivers was okay. He, he, he didn't look like an old decrepit man that had no. nothing left. I mean, and, and we've been talking a lot about the quarterback, the quarterback market this off season. I, I, I think there's probably a team who would give Philip Rivers a one-year deal. Why not? Philip Rivers want to want to play again? Do the Colts would give him a one-year deal? I, I don't think. I think the Colts are done with him. I don't think the Colts are, are willing to go another year with him. Uh, that I think it's more than anything though whether he plays or not. It's, good. it's you know he has what eleven kids or something like that. Yeah, uh, he's getting up there. I don't I think, think anyone would, would blame him for wanting to walk away and kind of just be a father, but. You know, at the same time, he, he's got something left in the tank. He's not done. He definitely has something left in the tank. I just kind of think by the way – I mean, he was crying in the pro-game press conference. I mean, it kind he's of – like, He's probably done. done. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, I, I, and I don't think he's going to be actively looking for a deal. Uh, but, you know, I, I think he'll listen if some team calls. I, yeah, for sure. I think he's an interesting bridge yeah, option. Sure. I think he's an interesting bridge option for the Patriots, honestly. Really? Uh I don't, I don't think it'll actually happen. This is just an idea I'm kicking around in my head, but you know, you draft the guy and let, let him learn under rivers for a year, almost in that like two of Fitzpatrick role. Why not? I think if that kind of is the case, if it doesn't really work out perfectly in like the quarterback market for the Patriots, they're like, all right, let's look at a rivers, maybe even a breeze. If they decide to move on from uh, Drew. No, Brees. Thanks. no thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd pass I don't on him either. That's a conversation for later in the show. I think, he's, no, kinda, he's done. He's, uh, yeah. We'll get to that. But, Anyway, this game, um, not not a whole lot to say about about Buffalo in this one. I mean, I think people are. I mean, I've heard a couple of people overreact to the fact that this was only a three point win for Buffalo. Let's not let's not you know shade how good Indianapolis is. Like they're a playoff team. The Colts are a hundred percent a playoff team. This yeah, year. Uh, and it's not it's not. Yes, the Bills got to play the seventh seed in the first round, but seventh seed wasn't a pushover. Uh, no, they were. I think a lot. I think definitely better than the Steelers. Yeah, which we'll get to later. <laughs> that that was probably both of our favorite game of the week. Yeah. yeah. So what what jersey you have on today? Uh, Braylon Edwards for two reasons. Um, one, uh, before we get ahead of ourselves, um, I'm happy about the Browns beating the Steelers. Like, extre- like that's awesome. I mean, in the circumstances as well, like they didn't practice in a couple weeks, like consistently. Head coach isn't there underdogs. They're getting shade. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster's telling them that the Browns are the Browns, you know. Yeah, let's uh, let's save that. We'll save all that analysis for when we get yeah. to the game. But obviously, obviously, very awesome. We'll stick with the Buffalo game for now. Uh, another reason to wear the Braylon Edwards jersey. Yes, um, Ohio's Ohio and Ohio State's playing tonight. But don't forget, Braylon Edwards went to Michigan, so we're not doubling down in Ohio. Roll Tide. Anyway, uh, so I thought Josh Allen was pretty great. Honestly, I mean that's As always. that's that's, uh, that's uh, t- you could argue top five but definitely a top 10 defense in Indianapolis, I think. Uh, So, I mean, you know, a good – the Colts are a team that they're, like you just said, they're going to be around for a while, I think. Not going anywhere. Young, awesome defense. Really, like, Darius Leonard is blossoming into one of the best linebackers in football already. He made a couple big, big plays. That's another one that, uh, you know, you want to talk about draft gripes. We've gotten into that. I think we took Sony Michelle like four picks before, before Darius Leonard got and taken. And again, that's another, th- that's another thing that we could get into later with how well Nick Chubb played. 
they're in awesome. the same backfield, and you and you pick the you know the Duncan Dink guy, not the. I think I think it I think it was an I think it was more of an injury thing than than anything in that decision. That's but, true. That's something I completely just forgot about. But yeah, Darius uh, Leonard, twelve tackles, um, and he made it again. He made a few amazing. He, huge he's an absolute stud. Uh, yeah. He's like well on his way, if not already, one of the best linebackers in football. Yeah, and uh, you know he's he's a young captain of that defense. He's probably going to be around for the next decade. Like you were saying about the Colts, like it's going to be interesting to see what they do quarterback wise because the, obviously the hot rumor for them was Carson Wentz re- being reunited with Frank Reich. If they can make that happen, I mean, there's so much going on in the Eagles uh, front yeah. right now. Actually, as we speak, the um, Howie or no, I think it's Jeffrey Lurie and um, Doug Peterson are meeting right now to uh, discuss if his vision going forward is the vision that Jeffrey Lurie wants for the team. So there's yeah, so a lot going on with we'll Philadelphia. So we'll see if Wentz is the guy, but there's also yeah. a long off season. So, a and, and uh, you know, they're uh, the, the Colts are a team that, you know, you say a quarterback away, but you know, they had some decent quarterback play this year and they, they were what 11 and five, 11 and five. Yeah. And, and like so, a really good 11 and five. I think in another year, this Colts team could be looking at like that. I mean, this was a really good Colts team. You could yeah, be looking lost, at them winning the division in another year. If I'm not mistaken, they lost to Jacksonville week one. They did. But the Colts did. And then Jacksonville rattled off 15 straight losses. And then the Colts did what they did, obviously. It's, um, you know, I, I think it kind of just speaks to the AFC in general, because I think the AFC going forward, is really really tough yeah it is especially you know if the colts figure out their quarterback situation the chargers are an up-and-comer one you know obviously justin herbert's awesome once they figure out how to stop losing close games they're going to be dangerous they're they've been a head coach away for like ever obviously we know about the chiefs we know about the bills we know they're not going anywhere anytime soon Miami, we'll see what happens with Tua, if he can improve. But Miami was really good this year. They were kind of a quarterback away, too. Even a team like the Bengals with Joe Burrow. On the rise, I think a few years away. I think they're a few years – yeah, they're definitely a few years away. I don't think they're going to compete in the AFC next year. It's just another one of those young teams that's on the rise. I like their head, young head coach and Zach Taylor. And, I mean, the AFC is another is example. There. Yeah, it's going to be tough. For you. you speak of the Dolphins with uh, Tua. I'm sure everybody's seen the rumors about uh, Deshaun Watson. That's a whole other can of worms to open. But yeah, we, we can pro- we should probably get into that a little bit later because uh, that that is like a very hot topic. A hot topic. That's something yeah. that we can't miss out on today. I mean, and, uh, there's a lot of teams that could use Watson. And you know, even out for a reason. You know, with AFC, even Jacksonville, you bring in Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is coming, by the way. Like that's going to happen. That's like that's enough to you know obviously again they're not going to be competitive next year they probably won't be competitive the year after that but they're another team that's going to be on the rise the AFC is the AFC is just full of uh, of awesome awesome young talent um, and I think I think it's I would say a significantly brighter future in the AFC than than in the NFC good good <laughs> which which yeah good good for you not so good for me yeah but uh, you know you have anything else on on this game. Um, speak quickly on Buffalo. Buffalo played their game. Um, it was kind of a business trip for them, even though it became a really close game at the end. Um, I don't think there's anything much to read into this game for Buffalo. I think it's a really interesting matchup this week, which is again, something we'll talk about later, but watch out for Buffalo. Also, this is Buffalo's first playoff win. Correct me if I'm wrong since 95. Something like that. Yeah. And the Browns too got their first one since I believe it was 94. 94 was the date on that. I'm, I'm positive about that. I, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, Allen leads the Bills their first playoff win since 95. So a few they teams breaking some – some. Uh, it last night during the game, the uh, last Browns playoff win. I think it was Belichick over Parcells for the Patriots, which is, which is funny. But that, that is really – wow. Uh, yeah, so that's a little blast from the past from before we were alive for you. But yeah, uh, yeah, with Buffalo, uh, they got a relatively tough matchup next week in Baltimore. But honestly, I, I, I see them handling Baltimore. We'll do a, we'll do a full divisional round. Yeah, we'll do a full divisional round preview. But I agree with you on that one. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But we can probably move on to the second to, uh, game. Rams uh, and uh, Seahawks. Rams and Seahawks. So John Walford got the start for the Rams, right? And, and yeah, you know who got the start for the Eagles last last year against the Seahawks? Carson Wentz. And uh, the same fate happened to both quarterbacks. Yeah, and you know, I believe last playoffs it was what Clowney that that it was, Wentz it was out? the first year Seahawks defender Javion Clowney, Jamal Adams this year. Both did not get penalized. Was it Jamal Adams? I, I actually it I actually, was Jamal Adams. It was Jamal Adams. Wow. So yeah. So. What a weird, what a weird scene that was to see John Walford taken off the field, and then his backup Jared Goff comes in to save. Yeah, so our, it, was, our, it was just an odd scene. Wal- so I guess Walford was the decision going into the game, and we also saw. T- I mean, Goff played as well as he needed to play to get this win, but he didn't he play was, well. If you look at his numbers, but no, he, no, he didn't at all. But he was, you know, enough. He did enough, but I don't. He was not. I mean, they won this game. How they've been winning games all year on the back. Yeah. That ran defense. And Cam Akers. And Cam Akers. He played really for yeah, Cam Akers had a really good game. He had 28 carries, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Goff's numbers were 9 of 19 for 155, a touchdown, and no picks. So, you know, uh, you know, could have been worse, I, I guess. I thought it was interesting that Walford, like, went into that game like the starter. And I yeah. like Walford, so. I mean, like, if you were going to start Walford, fine. But, you know, it was just weird to have Jared Goff, like, on the bench as, as the backup option. Well, I thought it was um, – who's their third back? It's not Bortles anymore because he went to um, – It was uh, – well, I think it – no, it's not Bortles, but – Using the Broncos now. They didn't have another quarterback dress. Oh, my uh, God. So, like, the, the, they said during the broadcast that their backup – when Goff came in, they said during the broadcast that the emergency quarterback is Johnny Hecker, who's the punter. Uh, quarterback so, in high school. Quarterback in high school. Uh, and they, had, we've seen make make a few plays. So uh. yeah. So they had two. Uh, they only dressed two quarterbacks, which was interesting because you know if you thought Goff was not able to go, which obviously they did think that because they didn't start him. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, John, Johnny Hecker could have been the quarterback. Are they allowed to bring in a quarterback? I'm sure they will. Uh, I'm sure they're allowed to bring one in, but they probably have to, you know, quarantine or whatever for five days. I'm sure people on the waiver wire are on top of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Walford's not dressing this weekend. I can tell you that much. Yeah, he's like done, right? He has to be. I mean, if you saw the look in his eyes, he went to the. It was really tough to see, honestly. He had to go to the, he had to go to the emergency room and stuff. Like yeah, right he, away. Uh, it, he was there during the game. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, oh. It was not a great scene, but yeah, again, just. Very strange seeing Jared Goff come in in that backup role, but you know he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't make many mistakes. He didn't look good, like I just said. But you know he did didn't enough. make. He did enough. He he took care of the football, and the Rams defense was kind of able to. You know we've been talking about it before, but the Seahawks and just the different versions of them showing up. They were great on defense yesterday too. Um, you know the the defense kind of you know going against John Walford and then broken thumb Jared Goff, you might have to take that with a grain of salt. But, you know, at the same time, Seahawks defense looked great yesterday and they just couldn't get anything going on offense. 
Um, and you could shift the uh, focus from one team's quarterbacks to the other. Russell Wilson looked terrible. Yeah, he was bad. He, he was, was not. He bad. was like not impressive at all. And the so Russ went eleven for twenty-seven for one hundred seventy-four yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, you know, seventeen point six quarterback rating. It's not so, not going to be good enough to win in the playoffs. Not going to be good enough to win in the playoffs, especially when you're Russell Wilson. And we and I've mentioned this before. Russell Wilson has had these monstrous first halves of, his, of the season, and since what was the year two thousand thirteen? The Super Bowl was here in New uh, New Jersey. Since that year, I mean, it's kind of been a, a dud on the second half of the – I mean, I guess the year after when uh, – Yeah, I mean, like, and not to take anything away from Russell Wilson. Oh, he's a wonderful he, player, he, but he's he got to finish. He's like a top three quarterback in the Absolutely. league. Absolutely. Probably top two, I would say, behind the homes. But, I disagree. But you, know, that's okay. uh, you know, you could you could play that game all day. Rogers. But, yeah. Uh, Russ probably – wouldn't have won a Super Bowl early in his career if it weren't for um, if it weren't for that Legion of Boom defense, and he probably wouldn't have gotten back to another one. Yeah, which, no. which uh, is really interesting. I, I mean, again, not not to take anything away. Russell Wilson's the man, and he's incredible. But he had a really bad game this weekend. And there's something to be said about the Rams defense, which is probably the best in the league. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I mean, you could say, I mean, a couple of years ago, Jalen Ramsey's running his mouth, running his mouth. It's like, ah, this guy, he walks the walk as well as talks the talk. I mean, he, he almost reminds you of a Deion Sanders, but like even better in coverage. Like, you know, uh, DK Metcalf had that, had that one long play. The play and other, than that, other than that, he was pretty much shut down. I mean, yeah, he had five receptions for 96 yards. It's not like he burned anyone on that play. The play kind of broke down. He was standing there and just said, pointed and just, you know, he made a great football play. He made a yeah. great decision. It was, it was awesome, but you know, it, was far from uh, any kind of blown coverage or anything. He just saw a lot of open space and said, I'm faster than these guys and kind of just took off and Russ put it where it needed to be. But uh, I, I I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what to say about these Seahawks. Uh, the first half of the year, the, the problem was their defense and they were giving up 40 points to even like Cam Newton week two. Uh, so I, I mean, I, where do they go from here? Because, they didn't lose games. They didn't, their season didn't end as a result of their defense, which was kind of their bugaboo the entire first half of the season. You heard like the big narrative was that, Oh, Russ has never gotten an MVP vote. And like, this is Russ's year. Let Russ cook. And, you know, he just completely fell off the wagon the second half of the year. And the defense went in the opposite direction. I I'm just still here struggling to understand what happened to the Seahawks. this year. I kind of where you say, what do you do with the Seahawks? Honestly, what can you do? Move forward. Keep going. Uh, this is not a bad team. That's still a great quarterback. That's still a defense that's on the rise. Got their first year with, again, you look at a guy like Jamal Adams on top of having guys like Bobby Wagner on that defense. He's a quarterback on the defense. He's He kind of orchestrates what's going on over there. I mean, they were 12-4 and four this year. It's not like they were a bad team at all. They collapsed at the end and had a horrible showing. But again, the Rams were pissed. You're, you came into our building, lit a cigar, said, you know, we're the champs and it came out and took them down. I, I think with, if you're the Seahawks, especially like we mentioned earlier in the NFC, it's kind of a weaker conference. There doesn't, there doesn't have to be huge moves to be made. You obviously keep on hold on to your head coach, obviously. Um, you hold on to your quarterback, obviously. You have two young receivers. I mean, Lockett's not exactly young, but you have Metcalf in there. Yeah, and, and it's like, what, what, what do, do they do? do? What do they do to fix their problems on all? Because, you know. Execute. Execute. I think I think coaching and scheming-wise is kind of what got the defense right. 
Uh, but and it's not like it's not like they don't have the personnel on offense. Uh, I I guess maybe you draft offensive line. Uh, I I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be the focus now that, that you mentioned it. Yeah, I guess you could say that's probably their their biggest weakness because you know they have the weapons, they have the running game, they have the quarterback, uh, the, and the defense was not the problem. So, I mean, I don't know where else you look to improve other than that. Yeah. Again, yeah, it's got to be your offensive line. They, they'll be back. They'll be, we haven't seen yeah, a lot. Of they're, not, they're not going anywhere. They're not. I mean, now it's, it's just thing that I just kind of thought of. Take away that clowny hit on Wentz last year. Like we got to the red zone five times. Say what you want about Wentz right now. At the time, he was a great uh, red zone quarterback. We didn't score a touchdown in that game. We lost that game by eight points. We probably end up winning that game if Wentz is in the game. Yeah. Uh, then Seattle loses to Dallas the year before, and then Seattle loses to the Rams here this year. So that you would be looking at three straight first round exits. Yeah, and and yeah, they definitely kind of got bailed out last year by facing a forty one year old Josh McCown in a playoff game. Yeah, and like I I just don't know what what Seattle is is going to do. This it's really it's really interesting because they kind of kind of since after the Patriots, Malcolm Butler, Super Bowl, they haven't had that legion of boom, awesome defense. I think the next year they went back to the playoffs and that was the Blair Walsh Vikings game. So the year after that Super Bowl loss, they really should have had a first round exit to Minnesota. And I don't That's know. kind of dissecting what the Seahawks have been doing. Yeah, they – I mean, yeah, obviously they've been one of the probably top five franchises in the league over the past – Yeah, decade. I mean, they're always there. They're always I mean, there. You know, wins-wise, they're probably top three. But, I mean, I, I don't know. When when Russ has been asked to kind of be the man and be, like, the focus piece and be how they win games, they haven't gone far in the playoffs. And so I maybe they need to keep building up the defense. I don't know. Uh, but it, maybe it's going to take – One thing for certain, we won't see any crazy overhauls with this team. But um, Yeah, I, the poor will still be there. I, I, I just, just got to execute. They just gotta uh, maybe, execute. They need, yeah, maybe they need an, uh, more than just a good defense. Maybe they need an elite defense to be able to contend in the playoffs. I don't know. But I mean, Here's an interesting shout. Uh, I think Clowney signed with the Titans on a one-year deal. Yeah, like right before the season. Bring him back? Um, Sure. Uh, it's not like Clowney did himself any favors this year in terms of no, contract. Oh, so he's going to be a some... relatively affordable. Yeah, he's still young. I, I, I think it probably more than anything with Clowney in Tennessee, it was an issue of scheming and not using. Yeah, him it had to be because he was be. he was dominant in Seattle. He was great, yeah. and uh, so you know, sure you could you could maybe think take a look about thinking bringing him back. Now to shift focus back to the Rams. Uh, Going forward, again, their defense is what's going to carry them, and I get, we don't want to get too far into uh, this weekend's games, but I'm looking at that one matchup, that Ramsey-Adams matchup. Yeah. It would be a difference maker. The Rams, I think, are about to be in a really interesting situation because they have one of the top five coaches in the league, and I think they have probably a top five roster in terms of talent in the league, but – That quarterback – you're fine at quarterback. Jared Goff's you get fine. Better. There's a lot. There's a big market. You now, can get better. They're not, but but they won't. That's like they won't get into, and they're gonna find themselves in a situation probably a couple years down the line where 
they're ready to win us maybe even next year maybe even they're right like, now they're if, they're like yeah, if they can win this weekend i there's a strong chance they uh they have a super bowl that. talented roster a hundred percent so i mean i they're gonna win games with jared goff at quarterback that's why i don't think they're gonna get rid of him uh, super bowl to jared. but without a doubt he's holding you back yeah uh, and I think, I think that'll be more clear than ever next year because they're going to be great on defense again. And, and Goff is going to be Goff. He'll be all right. They'll score some points. McVay will scheme up some stuff to get people open. Goff will do his job, but they could do, they could, they could do a lot better quarterback wise. That's why I'm thinking they, uh, it's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they, uh, they, they definitely will look at that position in the off season. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they make a move either not out of the realm of possibility i would say it's unlikely though it's definitely at least, unlikely at least I mean, the move for another starting quarterback i would say is very unlikely you could drop the guy i mean maybe at like what 25 they're gonna pick probably yeah uh, so don't mind that i mean it, say it, matt falls it's gonna be it's interesting because i think the patriots are gonna find themselves in a similar situation we're gonna get to 15 in the draft Obviously, Lawrence is going to be gone. Fields is going to be gone, probably. Zach Wilson is most likely going to be gone. By the time the Rams pick, Trey Lance is for sure going to be gone, too, if he enters the draft. I don't know. I At that point, you probably just wait. You don't get, what if you you get, get to that 15. First what if you get to 15 and either one of those guys or someone the Rams really like is there? You could look at a trade-up. And they um, trade you off. It's just playing trade. Why not? Oh, trade Goff to the Patriots? Uh, I wouldn't want it. Eh, I don't. Eh. I wouldn't want it. Not bad, but I, yeah, better. I don't. Could absolutely do better, and I think the Rams are going to find that out pretty soon because I think they're headed for a beatdown in Lambeau next week. Really? It's going to be interesting to see how that how um, Lafleur mm-hmm. and the Packers um, figure that whole situation out against that defense. But I think I, I agree. I think they're going to win that game. But I don't. Again, not out of the realm of possibility at all that the um, Rams going. I don't know. There. What, I, maybe not beat down. I don't know what the line would be, but I I'll, I'll seven, probably take. Seven. Yeah, I would take the Packers to cover that. I think they'll win by ten to fourteen. Uh, but you know, the Rams are are, I'd say one of the most interesting teams in the league to keep your eye on this offseason. Because, but again, I really don't think they're going to make a, a serious big move for a quarterback. But maybe a couple of years down the line, we'll see. We yeah. can probably go to the next game. Uh, yeah. Which was, night. So me and you went into this game thinking, oh, I can't wait to see Brady. Can't wait to see Brady. And Brady played great. Uh, 384 yards, two touchdowns, 84 quarterback rating, 22 at 40. Played great. He played like, like Tom Brady. But he was not the quarterback story of this game. Uh, no. Not at all. Taylor Heineke, which who has a great story, uh, XFL guy. He played his butt off. He played just as good as you could. Um, I you could make an argument. I'm, I don't have you know every Washington football team game off the top of my head, but he may have had the best uh, quarterback performance of them all season yesterday. Yeah, and he actually on the diving touchdown in the third quarter. So it was eighteen to yeah. So it was eighteen to ten. They were down. He dove for he ran and dove for a touchdown, extended into the pylon. They didn't get the two point conversion, so they didn't tie the game. But it's eighteen sixteen. He separated his shoulder on that play. And came out, and what's his name? Steven Garcia, I think, uh, came in and, you know, didn't do much. Uh, maybe it's not Garcia. He's not on the stat line, so. 
They don't I, need him. Anyway. I think he only came in for a couple of plays, or yeah. not didn't even come in at all. He was warming up. Yeah, he was warming up, and that was the deal. I was uh, I was not watching this game at, at my own house. I didn't have sound, so I missed a couple of things. But uh, yeah, he was he came back in after a separated shoulder and kept them in the game and did what he could. Taylor Heineke probably just secured himself a, another ten years in the NFL, at least as a backup. Definitely <laughs> a lot older than you think he is. How old is he? Uh, Taylor Heineke is 27. So yeah, yeah, like that's like that's like another a five, another five. That's a journeyman backup, I think. Yeah. So I I think he probably just extended his career quite a bit. I wouldn't mind bringing him in, bringing him into New England. Yeah, uh, he'd be a great backup. He can um even if you want to uh, compete for a starting job. I mean, I don't know. This is maybe I don't know. But I I saw a lot of Taylor Heineke, a lot of heart. Uh, lots of respect. Uh, he was, and he, you know, what? he wasn't bad. He was good. He made some really, really nice throws. Uh, got like, him in that game on the run at, on the sidelines. He like he looked good. Uh, yeah. Taylor Heineke had a good, and it's not like that Bucks defense stinks. That's like one of the no. better defenses in football for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. Uh, that I get. I guess you could. So, thirty-one twenty-three final. Uh, I think I believe when we recorded last time, the line was set at eight, so that actually pushed. If we were, if we're on the line, the line went up when Alex Smith uh, came out, which by the way, they weren't winning this game, but they weren't within eight points or a score. If Alex Smith is playing, not at all. No way. And uh, Heineke did have one pick. I I don't remember off the top of my head if it was, if it was bad or not, but you know, he, he played without a doubt as good as he can. He also had six carries for almost 50 yards. And obviously that rushing touchdown too. So, you know, he, he's got some things to like. I, I, I would definitely take him on as a backup option for Taylor Heineke. Yeah. I, I liked him a lot. He, I, again, the heart, everything, everything to go along with it. He, he, I mean, yeah, Tampa, Tom Brady, Tampa, they did their thing. We weren't really surprised that they won that game. At <laughs> yeah. All. We, we covered Taylor Heineke. So let's shift book focus. Yeah. Again, uh, because that was the story. So uh, the now, first thing I noticed here on the stat line, um, we all thought Mike Evans was done. I was about to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, six receptions, 119 yards. And he, I think the uh, Tom Brady, Mike Evans connection has been awesome. Yeah. To see. He loves Mike Evans. He, yeah. absolutely, he has, I mean, he hasn't a guy that he feels like he can just throw it up to like that. I mean, since Randy Moss. Yeah. So and I think week by week, by week, by week, absolutely love. week by week, we're seeing um, Mike Evans become, more and more his number one guy, as he should be, but he you're kind of seeing that uh distinguish that for yeah. I mean, we were saying it, we were saying uh, I think the third episode, uh look out for the Bucks because they're really good and they haven't even had a full off season to establish any kind yeah. of chemistry. So yeah, I think it was Bruce Arians who came out this week and said Mike Evans at 80% is better than a lot of guys at hundred percent. I don't know what percent Mike Evans was at, but you know, he didn't he look at hundred. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of looked like he was at a hundred percent. So Antonio Brown, another long touchdown for him. Emerging. Uh, that that connection is starting to emerge a little bit. No catches for Gronk. Cameron Braid had a touchdown, I believe, or he had four catches for 80 yards. Maybe he didn't have a touchdown. Godwin had a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, again, just kind of Brady spreading it around to everyone and zipping the ball over all over the field. Brady looked great. He looked really Brady looked not like he was 43. Again, not you know, this is a, a Washington defense that kind of I was uh, you know I was a little nervous going for Brady going into that game because Washington kind of has that formula that's given Brady problems in the past and that front and that nasty front seven that they have. So I, you know, I thought I, I kind of, as the game got closer, I, I thought Washington would definitely at least make it a game, but, and they did for sure. 
but you know, it wasn't because they contained the Bucks' offense and Tom no. Brady. It was because Taylor Heineke kept them in the game. Yeah. So, you know, Brady just, uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about this man at this point. He, you know, he had some serious zip on his passes. He was sort he was throwing it accurately. Fine. Again, not to get ahead of ourselves, which, um, excuse me for doing it. I, I think Tampa Bay is winning this uh, weekend and I, I'm pretty confident about it. Well, uh, we'll get to it, but yeah. uh, I, I think they have a good chance as well. And, uh, you know, it, I mean, I don't know. Taylor Heineke t- kind of tore up their defense, so I think it'll be a shootout, but we'll see what happens. If they can force Aaron Rodgers into I'd rather have Taylor Heineke than Drew Brees right now, <laughs> talent-wise. I, would, I mean, I would, I would too. Um, you know. I think yeah, another I, interesting I, thing to I, know I, about I, I was thinking it was Bucks packers for a second. I, it's Bucks saints but, yeah, yeah I – I think the Bucs are going to steamroll the Saints, but yeah, we'll get to yeah. Um, I think another interesting thing to note about the Bucks' offense is it's not even next man up. It's like who's ready to go. It's like or not even who's ready to go. Who am I going to? And they better be ready. We yeah. saw almost all season long Ronald Jones be the lead back. And correct me, I mean he doesn't have any rushing stats here, so I guess he didn't play. But uh, now I think now he was on the bench. I uh, I, no, I don't. He like I don't think he played. He like dressed and he was on the bench. They kept showing him during the game. Yeah, but I don't know if he had some injury or something going on. I don't believe he got a carry the whole game. It was Fournette. Nah. And yeah, there you go, Fournette. Like next, like cut from his team. Didn't even dress for a game down the stretch this season. And there he is, nineteen carries, ninety-three yards, and a touchdown. He looked great. Like yeah, Fournette was awesome. Forget the running backs. You go. You go to the um, receiving game. Gronkowski yeah. and um, Brady have. I mean, they've been a duo for a decade now, but they've been over the season. Gronkowski has been more in the offense, more in the offense, more in the offense. You forget who Cameron Braid even is four catches, mm-hmm. 80 yards. And uh, one guy that I really want to give a special shout out to on that Bucks offense. He actually only had one catch for 15 yards yesterday, but if I'm remembering correctly, it was on a clutch third down. My guy, Scott Miller. Uh, so, you know, there just had to be a guy like that in this Bucks offense that we never heard of before the season started. And he's kind of, you know, again, he only had one catch yesterday, but he, or on, uh, on Saturday, but he's kind of become Brady's like goat. He likes throwing deep. To him. He's a safety blanket, but at the yeah. same time they go, they throw deep. Yeah, you're right. They throw deep to him. So, you know, and he, again, he, he, there just had to be that guy that no one had ever heard. You're looking of. up where he's from. I believe it's Bowling Green. It is Bowling Green. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I should I should have had that information locked and loaded. But anyway, yeah, I mean the the Bucks are just really a fun team to watch. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed watching them. You know, in a year, obviously, I've said it since the start of the year. All my friends have been like, "Oh, what? So are you a are you a Bucks fan now?" Because Tom Brady's there. No, I'm not a Bucks fan. I still love the Patriots. But did the Bucks give me more joy watching this season than the Patriots did? Of course, absolutely. They did. I absolutely gave me more joy, and I have no horse in the race there at all. I absolutely love watching the Bucks this season, and you know, and I think uh, they're going to be even better next year. So we'll see what happens this week with them. I mean, but, you could you could see you could say Tom Brady's not getting any younger. We've been saying that for literally forty-three. What's the difference between forty-three and forty-four? You know? Yeah, a birthday <laughs> cake. That's about it. Oh so, yeah, literally. So, uh, so unless you have any other thoughts on that, that'll probably move to the next game. We're going to move on to Sunday, I guess, which is, I I always love to see this now before we even get into this game, when we talk about rivalries in sports, there's always this thing we got to latch on to that. They got to be in the same division. They got to be in the same. These two teams created a rivalry off of not liking each other. These two teams hate each other. And I love to watch that because it's a true rivalry. It's not just, 
oh, uh, the Eagles are rivals with uh, Washington because we've been in this. I mean, and I don't like Washington for, you know, but it's not, this is true hatred. And it was really fun to watch. Natural rivalry just created out of hatred and not the fact that they play each other twice a year. Yeah, I know what you're getting at with that. Um, So, yeah, both the the Sunday afternoon games or both the Saturday afternoon and the Sunday afternoon games were probably the two best games of the weekend for whatever reason. The early games were just better. Uh, But, yeah, we'll get right into this one. So, Ravens 20, Titans 13. Lamar Jackson gets that elusive playoff win. Um, Off an elusive run. Yeah, he had the 50-yard rushing touchdown, which honestly was the difference. It was a difference not, in the game. Not the difference in the game, but the turning point for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, don't forget it was 10 to nothing Titans. People were like, oh, shoot, you know? And, and uh, uh, turn around. You know, let's talk about Lamar real quick. Let's just get it out of the way. So uh, you you and I have the same opinion on Lamar Jackson. It's a great football player, not a great passer. I think yesterday kind of kind of reaffirmed that opinion because so he had what uh, I think he had like 175 yards. Yeah, he was 17 of 24 for 179 yards and a pick, and then obviously 16 carries, 136 yards and a touchdown. By the way, that pick he threw to Malcolm Butler in the first half was like horrible. Like one of the worst I've ever seen. It's and and I, I was saying this. We're in similar group chats. We just talk about football all day this isn't the only we talk about football we keep doing it um we're we're, we're 24 hours yeah um i uh the, the one thing i like i pointed out was like lamar jackson one drive makes you know plays where it looks like he's been coached it looks like obviously he has been looks like he's working at his mechanics every day on top of his stuff and then he has another drive that looks like he's a backyard football player he throws all mechanics out and that throw was one of them i mean he just completely threw up a duck i mean it just up. dropped into butler's bread basket yeah which, uh, i always love to see a malcolm butler pick just for the nostalgia of it he actually, picking on him yeah he he uh he almost had another pick in the end zone on the play where he cut it kind of looked a little bit similar uh-huh. to the Super Bowl play. He kind, he kind of made the cut in front of the guy, and it went through his hands. He probably should have. It would have been a great play, but he probably should have made it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Lamar, um, I, probably the most unsurprising Lamar performance is, is all I can this, say. This is who Lamar Jackson – that's another thing I said. This is who Lamar Jackson is. He's yeah, I mean, be- I'm, you know, they went 11-5 and five and just won a playoff game. It's You know, if that's the formula what you want to go with, go ahead. But Go know, ahead. Yeah, that's a win- it's a winning formula. Tell, don't try to tell me Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback, though. He's not a good passer. I mean, you could you can define what quarterback is. It's it's does he need to drop it's, back and throw the ball? Yeah, but – yeah, I mean, you can't. No one's gonna sit here and tell me that Lamar Jackson is a, objectively a good passer. He's not. He's not. So, um, but he made the throws he needed to. Yeah. Kept him in this game um, with his feet and his legs, and uh, they got the win. And uh, no, I mean, props to Lamar because he's like a big reason why they won the game. His 100%, legs. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's not. You know, it was like I said, it was a classic Lamar performance. Not great throwing the ball, but you know, electrifying running the ball, and that's how they won the game. But. Uh, I think, offense runs around that so I yeah I, and I think the biggest thing the biggest at least difference maker in this game was Derrick Henry not being able it's to get nothing anyone. it was what 16 carries 18 carries for like 18 carries for 40 yards and that's got to be the formula to beat Tennessee it's funny how Tennessee figured out the formula to beat Baltimore last year flip the, yeah. flip the script uh, this year you can't get Derrick Henry going. I mean, and I love Ryan Tannehill. I think he's a great quarterback, but he's um, another guy who I think is great on that offense is A.J. Brown. Holy crap, he's a good player. 
But if you can't get Derrick Henry going and you're forcing Tannehill to drop back and throw the ball, don't get me wrong. I like Ryan Tannehill, but you're asking him to do a lot for uh, winning that game by himself, kind of. Now, it's funny. It's funny you say that, that the formula is kind of to shut down Derrick Henry. It's funny because that's like the most obvious thing ever. But you just, like uh, you, if you don't have the personnel to do it, you don't have the personnel to do it. The Ravens were looking quick yesterday, getting to the edge, like just can, kind of setting that edge and setting the tone for the whole game. I think yeah. Derrick Henry knew right away, wow, this is going to be a long day. Yeah. So, Hard I mean, to see that's uh, up Derrick Henry. But. Raven, Ravens are going to be looking at, um, obviously, Buffalo next week. A little bit different uh, attack in terms of what they can do throwing the ball. A lot but, of you know, uh, if you're going to shut, if you're going to be able to shut down Derrick Henry, you're probably going to beat the Ravens. So, the look ahead, looking ahead for the Titans this offseason, uh, real quick, they might might lose their offensive coordinator in Arthur Smith. I think um, they will. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd be wary of hiring Arthur Smith. It's after not- this, after this game, I, I'm not sure. I would have told you, and I said it in the last show. Yeah, I mean, he's his. You know, he's gonna. He's in line for a head coaching job. After watching this game, when you don't really have an answer to shutting down, um, your I mean, Derrick Henry, who's only there's only one Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, it's yeah. not like you're gonna get hired and have another Derrick Henry. You're not. So no. I would be wary of that. Uh, I wouldn't want to hire him at the. I don't think as a head coach after that, but. Anyway, um, at least we saw Stefanski uh, have a stinker in the playoffs. Got hired as a head coach and then won a game from his basement. We'll talk. Yeah, about that, that yeah, that that, <laughs> that that's actually a good point. Uh, one thing we do need to to talk about with this game is Mike Vrabel, because ten minutes left. Oh wow! Two. Yeah, this is a very good point. The, the, so this, punt, you punt, this, you lose. You punt, you so, lose. Yeah. So it was third and two. Uh, they had they schemed something up for Johnny Smith. I can't remember who hit him, but someone hit him hard and he dropped the ball. Dropped the ball. Uh, and so it's fourth and two, right around uh, like the forty yard line. Uh, Ten minutes left, and he punts. He punts. You he, here's the rationale. Do I agree with it? Seven. They were down seven at the time. They were down four. They were down four. Down four. Okay. Yeah. And then the Ravens went down and kicked the field goal. You're down four. There's ten minutes left in the game. You have three timeouts. I'd like to think I can trust my defense inside of this. Obviously, inside of Mike Vrabel said, go for it in that situation, especially later in the day. We'll talk about the same thing. I would go for it. Um, you know, you're cutting off momentum, but at the same time, you're saying, I'm going to trust my defense inside the 20. They're rather than my defense at the 45. But you punt, you lose. They got the ball back with four so minutes left, uh, and they couldn't get it done. Yeah, and, like, you know, they had already gotten to midfield, and they'd been struggling to move the ball all day. I don't know how you punt that ball. Yeah, that lost them the game. I mean, that lost them the game. Uh, not not that that not that there's any guarantee they would have won the game if if they had gone for it and gotten it because you know you still need to go about another fifty yards down the field down four if a field goal does nothing for you. But at the same time, uh, he really kind of took an opportunity to win the game away from them. Yeah, by punting that ball, and you know, it's not like it was a uh, the worst call of all time. You know, I can see. No. Why. Uh, yeah, again, like 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 I said, it. I mean, it makes sense. You say you start, say they go three and out. You get the ball back with seven and a half minutes left, three timeouts. You know what I mean? But you know, it didn't work out that way. We're well. having a different conversation now. So, yeah. but uh, other than that, that's. I mean, you know, AJ Brown is also. Well, one thing we got to bring up is again that rivalry. Um, what do you think about uh, teams not shaking hands after the game? Oh, um, 
thought it was pretty cool that Lamar just took a knee and ran into the locker room. I like that too. I mean, here's the thing. Again, it's tradition to shake hands and I'm glad the head coaches did because that's the only thing that I need to, head coaches got to shake hands, period. And even when they have bad blood and Harbaugh's yelling week 11, uh, we mentioned in the last show that we thought they played, they absolutely played. It was the whole thing where uh, Harbaugh said it was Bush League by the Titans. Titans went out and beat him. Thing is, um, they shook hands, but uh, Lamar said it perfectly. Like there was no reason to shake hands after that game. We don't like each other. Why are we going to shake hands? I mean, the Ravens just stomped all over their logo. They're not about to shake hands 25 minutes later, you know? Something to be to be said about sportsmanship. You know, sportsmanship's cool. It's a good thing. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not one of those people who uh, is going to be offended if you don't show, show sportsmanship. Well, it's not even that there, there was no sportsmanship showed. It was like, we don't like each other. Why, why would we fake this? It would, be, it would clearly be a fake, you know. Yeah, yeah no. Why, why, why would they do that? Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't really have a big problem with it. And no, I liked it. I, I was saying before, they better not go shake hands after you just stomp on their logo. Honestly, I think it's uh, I think it's good for the game. I agree. Just in, a, in you know, again, so the boomers might get upset about sportsmanship, but, you know, having having rivalries out of nothing is good for the game, un- undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah. This, so, is, this is a – whenever we see the Ravens and the Titans play, or whenever the NFL sees it, rather, they're going to say – Oh, we can we can move this rivalry. We can sell this rivalry. I don't so, know. If, uh, I don't know if they're supposed to play next year or not. But you could for sure see that on like a Sunday night slot. I mean, I think I, 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 I was just thinking if they were both the the uh, division winners, but um, obviously they weren't because the Steelers were. So, so unless you have anything else on that game, we can probably move, move on, on to the Nickelodeon game. That's going to go down in history as the day the slime cannons went off. Um, I think they're going to do it again. Uh, I think they're going to do it again as well. Uh, it was successful actually, enough on social media, and it got it garnered enough traction for where they almost can't do it again. They can't yeah, not so do it again. I don't have uh, I don't have cable anymore in my house, so I've been watching the game streaming wise. Uh, so I didn't have a way to tune into the Nickelodeon broadcast. Trust me, uh, I I was um who yeah. I was with. We were like, all right, we got to watch the Nickelodeon stream. I don't have cable either anymore. I have Hulu TV, and uh, Nickelodeon doesn't isn't carried on Hulu. So we found a stream for it in like five minutes and it was like, I didn't want to watch any, I, I didn't want to hear it anymore. Uh, yeah, that's they, kinda... they had an actress from one of the shows who's like 15 and has like never watched a football game seriously. Just go like, Oh wow. Whatever. There's like a threat. It was, it was. And, and you don't want, you don't want to miss an opportunity to hear the golden silky voice of Jim Nance and Tony Romo. And of course, Tony Romo. Which was tough for them to go against that for any actual football fans. Another thing that they were doing a lot in that broadcast was like teaching the rules to kids and stuff, which I get, obviously. And they were targeting our demographic. They did a good job. They were trying to teach the rules to kids. They were, you know, relating things to, oh, these guys used to play at recess. Yeah, you're targeting your demographic. It's not for me. And it wasn't meant for me. But um, definitely a lot of um, internet meme material. Came out of that game. Yeah, it, it was entertaining. The slime cannons and stuff were cool. They'll do it again. I mean, again, like in in a in a serious sense, like it's very cool what they tried to do to kind of try to to bring football to a to a kid's demographic and, and stuff. I don't know how effective it really was. It kind of became more of a joke than anything. I think the joke was yeah. kind of a big deal there. Again, I, I I like the idea. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and crap on it. Definitely had to talk about it though. Yeah, that I think we've probably lended enough enough airtime to, to the Nickelodeon broadcast. Let's Except actually. for um, one more thing that I thought was really cool, kind of the power of Barstool. They're like, everybody vote for Mitch Trubisky for um, Nickelodeon. Yeah, for MVP. 
Nickelodeon MVP. Yes, Mitch Trubisky is now the first ever winner of the prestigious MVP award. So congratulations to my guy, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, and Mitch has the end, the MVP. Deshaun Watson has the college football playoff and uh, Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl. So really makes you think the Bears probably made the right move. Yeah, I mean you got the the the, the, only, the only ever. I mean so the many only ever in history MVP. So good good for Mitch Trubisky. But, but anyway. uh, onto the football. <laughs> so twenty one nine final, and it really wasn't that close. Uh, the Bears scored a touchdown on the very last play of the game. Jimmy Graham, wonderful after, catch. Jimmy Graham in maybe his last game ever. Maybe this could have been his. Uh, I think it's possible. I mean, the way he like ran off the tunnel like that, that that'd be pretty cool. That'd be a pretty cool send off to just catch a one hand say, look, this terrible offense that I was a part of this year, I'm just going to catch it to one handed touchdown and then walk off and not come back in in his old stadium, in his old stadium. Yeah. Maybe he comes back. Maybe he doesn't. It's probably like 50, 50. I've heard a lot of retirement buzz from him. That's the only reason I brought it up. But uh, yeah, he grabs, he grabs a, a one handed touchdown in the last play of the game to make it look a little bit closer, but you know, it was really a 21 to three game. Yeah. And, and the reason it was 21, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. The bears have a good defense. We've mentioned this earlier. I mean, you look at a stat line, 265 yards, two touchdowns, uh, 28 on 39 on completion um, attempts. Drew Brees is just, he, he's got a when he wants to throw the ball 15 yards down the field, he's pe- field, he's putting his entire but, body into it. It's, he, like, it's like you know it's coming because he needs to do this like huge wind up to be able to get the ball that far. So it's just like that's kind of always the sign that a quarterback is done when you just tell they're putting maximum effort in to flick the ball 25 yards down the field, and then Mahomes is going like, you know, so yeah, exactly. Like, so. And, you know, I think that Sean Payton really did a good job yesterday of not putting Drew Brees into positions where he was forced to make big plays. You know, and that's not to say Brees didn't throw the ball down the field at all yesterday because there were a few really nice throws that he made, specifically the one to Michael Thomas that that, while he – Brees kind of up there. And, you know, so Brees, like, while I think we're both in agreement that Brees is probably done – Sean Payton's kind of figuring out ways, how to win with him, how, how to win with him, and how to not make him look like an old decrepit man who can't throw the football anymore. So good on Sean Payton for that. Obviously, we all said the Bears were. I mean, me and you thought maybe the Bears could cover, but win this game, and they actually really did have a chance to win the game. Uh, the drop. We need to talk about the drop. Oh my lord! Um, I mean, I mean, if uh, Mims catches that ball. Uh, you're looking at a completely different game. Uh, a completely now, I believe it was seven to three at the time, right? So that would have given it was either the seven to three or seven to nothing when that when that had uh, occurred. I think it was seven to three, if I'm remembering right. But I think it yeah, was, and they, they they scheme up their little their little bag of tricks trick play that they've probably been waiting weeks to use, and it works to perfection. And Mitch throws an absolute dime literally couldn't have been more perfect the throw could have been mitch's best throw of his career really and uh mitch was okay i mean he wasn't good by any means but he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't 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 bad he was kind of just mitch um and the report came out right before the game that even though a lot of people speculated they would that the bears are probably not gonna bring back mitch trubisky uh he could be someone's backup 
he could also uh, fight for a starting job, but I think he's going to be someone. I think, I, I think he could. Considering what's happened to Jameis and uh, Mariota, how they've kind of just been in some backups, I don't think someone's going to bring him in to fight for a job. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind uh, Trubisky as a backup option uh, for the Patriots, but, you know, he's a he's still a young guy, so I don't know what's going to happen on Trubisky. It's not th- not really that important because I think the Bears are kind of going to be the same team next year no matter no matter if they have Mitch at quarterback or not. You really can't fix personnel there, who, by the way, they were dealing without a lot of those guys. I think um, it was Miller and it was uh, Mooney who uh, – yeah, Miller got ejected. Yeah. Um, a pretty damn soft call. Uh, he like shoved CJ Gardner Johnson. Got I mean, yeah, it. but uh, CJ Gardner Johnson's doing his doing his job riling up these Bears receivers. That's the, now the second time this year that a Bears receiver has been ejected for going after CJ Gardner Johnson. So good on him, I guess. Makes you wonder what what the hell he's saying to them. That's pissing them off so much. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I mean the. I don't know what the Bears do from here. I don't know what they do. They are like in the definition of football purgatory. The Bears are. Yeah, they're definitely in limbo. I don't. I they they still have a great defense. Yeah, I, I just like you know, I I don't know what they're gonna do quarterback wise. I, I think they're gonna probably end up bringing in like a Cam Newton for too much money. I think that's what's gonna really? happen. That would be my prediction uh, if I were to predict. even with how many guys are on the uh, market. Um, because you're definitely making again that Rivers call before you do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I would, I would. I'd rather have Trubisky than Cam Newton. I would rather have Trubisky, I think, too, but I think. Uh, and they're kind of just done with him. Yeah, I mean, like, what, what do you benefit by bringing him back? Yeah. Um, you don't benefit much by bringing in. Um, by bringing in Cam, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, no, I think the Bears are just going to kind of be stuck in, in this limbo for a while because, you know, they have a good defense. It's not going anywhere. They'll win games based on the back of the defense, but you know, until they figure it out quarterback wise, they're a proverbial eight and eight best case scenario. Uh, like what the the double dunk the year they went, didn't they go thirteen and three, I think? Twelve and four. Uh, or twelve and four, maybe. Uh, but that's like the ceiling for them. Yeah, like, that's like the absolute ceiling. And we kind of made this point earlier to contradict ourselves how like the seven seed was like competitive. And they were competitive in this game, but like yeah, it's not like it was a blow. This was not a playoff team. This was yeah, not a playoff and, team. And it's not a team that – Would make I, the playoffs in the past. I mean, do you think anyone who, who didn't make it in the NFC would have given a better fight, like, say, a Cardinals or something like that? I don't think Because so. of the matchup, no, but I think the Cardinals are a better team. But because yeah. of the matchup, because, I mean, the defense here and the Cardinals weren't going to – I mean, I probably would have been a bigger blowout to the Cardinals played, so. Yeah, I mean, I probably agree with that. It's – I mean – I, I don't know what else to say about the Bears. I, they're they're in some trouble for the next couple of years. I, I hate think. watching the Bears. <laughs> yeah, they're, they they kind of just make me sad every time I watch them. They're, they're kind of a boring <laughs> team. Their offense never moves. And this has been literally since their Super Bowl year with Rex Grossman, which they would – I guess Cutler made their offense move. But, they also but it, it's funny because, off. like, if besides Cutler and, like, you could even make the – Mitch Trubisky is probably the best Bears quarterback of our lifetime, <laughs> which is which – is, Sad, but like probably besides Cutler, uh, I guess besides Cutler, but even Cutler, you could make the argument they have like about the same amount of playoff success. I know, I guess Cutler went to the NFC Championship, so like, yeah, and yeah, and then came out and Caleb Haney had to take over, so yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I mean, I don't know, 
but that that's just a funny thought to kick around. The Bears have Bears been always have a gross offense, and Bears have been in quarterback for, yeah. for our entire lives, and probably will be for a while uh, until they figure it out. But once they figure it out, who knows? Uh, but that's an if. But anyway, we can probably shift focus to the Saints because we already kind of talked about Drew Brees. I think their their formula for winning any games in this in this playoff, uh, which they did a lot of, is give the ball to Alvin Kamara because he's really the the only thing on your offense. That's I mean, obviously you have Michael Thomas back, but again, you gotta put your whole body into it to throw it to him. Uh, Alvin Kamara had twenty three carries, ninety nine yards, and a touchdown. Sean Payton continues to insist on getting Taysom Hill involved no matter what. Uh, uh, according to uh, Nickelodeon, him and Drew Brees are besties out there. Yeah, they're like SpongeBob and Patrick. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I really want to have time to to preview the the divisional matchup. So we'll we'll kind of move on from this game and talk about the Saints when we get to the Bucks game. Thanks. I mean, j- just to wrap that up, the Saints did what they needed to do. They. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think anyone was surprised by anything that that happened in this game, and that was probably. Of the six games, I would say this was probably the least surprising one. And the the, the game that you kind of went into, like, meh, Bears Saints. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, anyway, final game of the weekend, oh. which was my favorite game, and I think yeah. probably your favorite game as well. The Browns, it's the final score is 48 37. They defeat the Steelers. So, high scoring game. Another score of Gami, by the way. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of them. First time that uh, that there's ever been a 48 to 37 game. Yeah, people don't know. Scoreagami is when a when a new score happens. So say 11 to five has never happened in an NFL game. It may have. I don't know. That's a scoreagami, yeah. and 48 uh, to 37 was. And I could tell that was coming when it when it got to 48, and I was like, wow, the the, the Steelers are going to end with some weird number, and we're going to have a scoreagami here. But anyway, so yeah, so the final score is a lot closer than this game really was. Oh yeah, I mean this game. When you saw the snap and then Connor and Big Ben just stare at the ball, Browns jump on it. I'm like, oh. It was over at that point. It was over already. And if you look back at the game, say that doesn't happen. I mean, seven points closer scenarios and whatnot. The Steelers could have won this game. But the Steelers started 11-0, barring a comeback um, against the Colts in the – I think it was a few weeks ago, which they did make. They would have finished 0-6. Yeah. Finished out one and five. And again, that, yeah, barely. Get out of my face. Stop dancing. I mean. Dude, and like, it's funny because we both said probably like during week 16 or so, bet the house on whoever the Steelers wild card. There was opponent. a reason why, why we didn't feel that way about and, Cleveland going in is because of the COVID, because they just barely beat their backups, because Stefanski's not playing. And then you look at it and. And, like, I'm kicking myself that I didn't. Oh, me too. Me too. Uh, because, wow. I mean, that was just – it was it was 28 nothing in the first quarter, and that game was over. But we do have to say uh, – so we were talking earlier about Mike Vrabel. Mike Tomlin had a similar blunder. Yes. He started to make a comeback, and I believe it got to, like, what, 42 to 30 or something? I think it was 42 like? to 29. 42 to 29, you're right. Yes. And so they have – and they get the ball back. They have fourth and one – like, I mean – and, and bear in mind, there is so much momentum in Pittsburgh's yeah. direction. Yeah. And, uh, like, it was – they were at mid – it was the first play of the fourth quarter is, is what I wrote down here. So 
They're at midfield fourth and one to start the fourth quarter. They have all the momentum. Cleveland is starting to think, "Uh uh-oh, like what is happening here? You score there and it's a one possession game and you punt. Down 13 in the fourth quarter at midfield fourth and one. I think they actually took a delay of game and then punted. At the took a delay of game and punted. Uh, so, so you trusted the Browns being undisciplined more than you trusted your own offense. I think this one was a lot worse than Vrabel. a lot worse, a lot worse. Because with Vrabel, Plus what you saw earlier in the day, it was like, well, you know, buyer's remorse if you punt. With Vrabel, you get a stop and you're still down four and you still have the ball with a chance to take the lead. You were down. What was it? Well, I, I don't remember. I think the Browns were up 35 to 10 at one point. Yeah. Uh, that was and, the score going into halftime, 35 yeah, to 10. It was 35 to 10. You get it to a 13-point game with the ball in the fourth quarter, midfield, fourth and one, and you punt? What? That that lost in the game. Again, you punt, you lose. That was, liter- that was literally uh, we're surrendering. We're not yeah. going to win this game. Here you go. Take the ball back. Um, I, I can't you, were tr- even- you were trusting your defense on top of trusting your offense to get back to midfield or further on top of trusting your defense. And then on top of trusting your offense versus, versus trusting your offense, then your defense, then your offense. If you're just looking at it from that perspective and that like talking, I mean, and Mike Tomlin's one of the better coaches in the league. I mean, let's not say let's not act like his job is, um, you know, but that's another big game that the Steelers have a big year and botch it. It's, it's kind of a – I mean, it's, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is a shell of what he once was, obviously, but, you know. That's another guy. Probably, Interesting. He probably, he this is won. probably the craziest stat line of the – not probably. This is maybe the craziest stat line of the season. Yeah. 40 to, 47 for 68. 68. He's 40. 501 yards, four touchdowns, four picks. Now, granted, some of those picks were tip picks, but they weren't good throws either. And, and then the last – um. The interception to Taki Taki, uh, I think the announcer um, mentioned, it looks like he threw it right to him. So. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we have some breaking news. The Eagles have just fired Doug Peterson. No, they haven't. Yep, the Eagles just fired. I'm not cutting that out. We just hired Doug Peterson? We, they just I'm not cu- we- <laughs> Don't cut it out. <laughs> See you, bye. Wow. See you, bye. Wow. Breaking news mid-record session. So it's funny that 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 um that happened now. I was saying while we were recording, wow, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on because it's not see you by. Thanks for the oh my god. The, okay, so it's funny that we say this because um there was noted earlier that Lurie and um Peterson um had a meeting today in Florida. Oh, I could barely even uh, had a meeting today in Florida to um discuss the future and um Doug Peterson's vision and um. He's are, you really telling, are you really telling me they're about to keep Howie Roseman? That's the next thing I was literally about to say. If Howie stays too, if, ha- if Howie stays too, that is that would be, I think, the we would be going on our fourth Howie Roseman head coach. It's obviously not the head coach's problem when you can't evaluate talent and you make these bonehead moves. But, woo! Wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Howie's got to go too. I think Jeff O'Leary is going to have to have a, a dinner date with Howie Roseman and fire him as well because okay. – it's a weird move to fire the head coach before the GM. I feel like, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Howie's going to keep his job, but we'll see what happens. But 
anyway, I mean, <laughs> we're we're gonna go over time here if we if we stay uh stay on this Eagles thing for too long. So we'll address. I'm in them. shock. I know. I know. I'm we'll, not in shock, but I am. Well, uh, how about how, how about that? That's yeah. that's great content to get on the air. Wow. That that is really something. But we will uh we'll get to that <laughs> later this week. Yeah, back onto the Browns and the Steelers. So yeah, so you were you were in the middle of reading Big Ben's stat line. So he threw 68 passes. Uh, which, you know, we were saying a couple weeks ago, the Steelers just don't even have a semblance of a run game. And like, <laughs> and you see what happens. You need Big Ben to throw. Well, I think James Conner played well as a receiving back yesterday. Definitely. He was fine as a, re- he was fine as a receiving back. Yeah, he had nice. five catches for 30 yards, but he had 11 carries for 37 yards. And, like, and so when you're <laughs> five, 47 of 68, 500 yards, four touchdowns, four picks. That is just the most wild stat line like ever. Uh, that he, it, he broke, I don't know. He broke the record for most completions in a game yesterday, like regular game, like period. season. Yeah. And I don't know what the record is for attempts. I would think probably in a playoff game, no one has ever thrown 68 passes, but, uh, uh, man uh what do you think about his very um, good. outlook going forward he's owed 41 million dollars next year i mean I, yeah, I, you have to let him go i mean he's a 41 million dollar cap hit for like a below average quarterback at this point i felt bad for him he was uh crying on the bench um yeah i think you know i think he knows that he's done i, yeah. I don't feel bad for him yeah i guess eh. i've never been a big fan of big ben we won't it has always been around during our childhood so yeah no i mean it, it is it's like rivers breeze and big ben it is kind of sad to they're see all that. different people though yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to get into that but yeah, yeah. Uh, um kind of sad to see them uh that kind of old guard is falling and yeah and the, and the only constant right now is probably tom brady so well anyway so that's big ben uh, as for the Browns, Baker, 21 of 34, 263 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Pretty dang good from Baker. All he needed to do and more. Again, um, they kind of got the offense going with the ground game. Nick Nick Chubb, you would have actually thought watching the game, he had a better stat line than this. He had 18 carries for 76 yards. He was good receiving, too. He had four catches for 70 yards. I think what needs to be mentioned there is their, their running game. I mean, collectively, because you still have Kareem Hunt, eight carries, 48 yards, two yeah. touchdowns. Um, they kind of And then Chubb had the receiving touchdown. We're, we're probably forgetting about that 50-yard play that pretty much iced the game. They kind Chubb. of uh, they kind of kept that same formula that, they, that they've had all year to win games, which is that run the ball down your throat and go from there. Uh, so, you know, I think Stefanski probably had a lot, of, a lot to do with the game plan, even if it was from a. It's third funny game. you mention that because on the broadcast they kept saying how like they've become like Zoom, like the best yeah. Zoom team that they, they've gone over audibles and whatnot. And stuff, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, other than that, Jarvis Landry was great last night. Uh, yeah. Know, the first touchdown, and then he had another couple plays that you know, momentum-wise, he was awesome yesterday. Austin Hooper was good too. The only thing uh, to talk about from here out is uh. Juju, because he uh, he feel he, he, a lot of locker room material. I mean, what is he? Uh, doing? If there wasn't already some already with the whole dancing what, what, stuff. What he, so if you didn't hear, Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver for the Steelers, came out and it noted. I don't want to call him necessarily controversial, but there's been a lot of talk this season. He was like making TikToks, dancing on the other team's logo before games and stuff, and you know, 
I I don't think he's particularly controversial. I just think he's kind of lame. But <laughs> but anyway, he came he comes out this week and says the Browns are the Browns, same old Browns, gray faces, some good players, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's the same Browns we've always faced. And the Browns, by the way, have not won in Pittsburgh in Big Ben's career. Have not won in Pittsburgh. 2003, once. I think, was the which is the year before Big Ben uh, showed so, up. So yeah, they have not beaten Big Ben in Pittsburgh once. So that I'm sure that felt awesome for them, especially for guys who've been around there for a long time. Which I don't know how many there are left, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Juju, I, what are you doing? Like, what, what, what are you? Probably doing? not playing for the Steelers anymore, considering his uh, contract is he's up. The free agent, right? He's been a huge distraction. I mean, he played. He had a great game yesterday. To be fair, he, had, he did have a really good game. Thirteen catches, one hundred and fifty-seven yards, and a touchdown. But um, but. He's been a distraction for the team. Uh, I mean, someone's going to sign him to a big deal. It's yeah. Big deal? He didn't have a great year. He had a lot of good guys around him. But um, you know where I could see him going? You know where I could see him? Just because it's such a them move. Eagles. No. The Jets. <laughs> the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. I think that – yeah. That's a really good – like, not, not that I think that would go well or be successful, but I think that's a good prediction. I think yeah. that's – it's very possible that he could get and if they did if they weren't already stacked at the receiver position the second move i would say would be the cowboys and honestly now that you say it oh he's probably gonna end up with us isn't he uh i could see the patriots making a run at him oh that's another team yeah i don't think he's staying though he's been too much of a distraction for that team they have other good young receivers in the team james washington actually had a really good game um i, I think they'll look to move on from juju but um you know we'll get to all that in the off season which we're at about an hour 10 here uh so do you want to go ahead and just run through the divisional matchups or do you have anything else on this game? Um, yeah, we can run through the divisional matchups. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I, again, this is like, there's a lot going through my head right now. Um, uh, back to, we, we did the head coaching um, just real quick. I, I think we're the, we're, we're the, we're the probably the best um, job right now. Oh yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess we do have to probably the best job right now. I mean, the, they're a little bit behind the curve though. Like, if you're going to fire your coach, you don't wait this long to do it. The Eagles are so dysfunctional, so that's maybe we're not the, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you that that the Eagles are, are, are the if best. If not players. one, then two or three. I mean, we're better than the four teams at the bottom there for sure. Yeah, uh, but, you know, you're inheriting a massive – quarterback controversy and not much else so we'll see but uh yeah the that'll be that'll be an interesting one to see what kind if they look for an offensive or a defensive guy obviously I thought we were going to give him such a grace period yeah I'm happy we fired him I mean all season long he's been making stupid decisions he lost the team when he punted the ball in week three uh sorry to get sidetracked we began with Doug but this is just wow I think uh, Howie's either got to be next or yeah I, I don't think they we'll should rebuild next coach but anyway we'll uh we'll get into the divisional games um yeah uh saturday at 4 35 you got the rams and the packers i'm really excited for that game i think that's going to be a great game now i guess Goff is playing <laughs> it's got to be or johnny hecker is or whoever they bring in i mean I, I would assume they have some kind of practice squad guy in line but i oh yeah Goff is gonna play yeah. obviously so uh, 8 15 ravens bills um yeah, we'll we'll start with the start with the Rams. I think this is probably the type of game where the Rams are going to have to pretty much shut down Aaron Rodgers to have any chance. Um, and you said, yeah, I know you were saying that you think the Rams have 
have a decent shot, but I don't think so. I, I don't really see them going into Lambo and, and putting up much of a fight with an injured Jared. I mean, I, like, like I just said, if they can contain Rodgers and, and if Jalen Ramsey can shut down Devontae Adams and if they can kind of keep that Packers offense bottled up, then for sure they have a chance. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I, I mean, that. seven and a half is, is a good line for a reason. I mean, I would take the Packers to cover that. Yeah, but I definitely think there's a chance the Rams uh, end up winning this game. Uh, it's also another thing. Um, it's It was documented in his draft preview. Uh, Jared Goff can't really play in the cold or the rain. Uh, he's also got a broken thumb. Again, it's not it's not their hammer Packers. I think. Yeah, it's it's not their MO to throw the ball um, a bunch of times a game. Uh, the McVay's a great coach. Packers are probably. We, we, we were talking earlier about the Rams quarterback situation. I think maybe if Goff goes in and has a horrible game and they get killed, maybe maybe they consider taking a look at, at in the quarterback. Definitely, I think I think I'm definitely think there's a bigger. They're definitely taking a look. Period. I think. I mean, as a as a GM in the NFL, even if you have you always take a look. Take a look, yeah. But you know, I think uh, I think probably this is an interesting point. But I think maybe the best thing for the Rams would just to be getting killed in this game and having Jared Goff play bad, Uh, because I don't, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, I don't really think the Rams are. I don't want to say they don't have a chance at the Super Bowl this year because they're in the divisional round, but you know. They only got to win three games. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm like, any, at this point, anyone can win, but I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't like the Browns. I don't like the Rams' chances this weekend. But you know, we'll um, see. Real fast, it's actually something I saw on Twitter this morning. Pretty funny. Um, the two teams that uh lost to the Jets won as underdogs this weekend. Um. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And another thing that I saw that's got to be of note, um, the oldest AFC quarterback left is Baker Mayfield. Huh? I, I, AFC? Quarterback left in the playoffs. Oh, uh, he can throw me off for a second there. Wow, that is uh, – that's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, um, 8-15 is Ravens-Bills. I think that's a great game. Yeah, this is, uh, this is an interesting one. And yeah. I think the Ravens – are not the best matchup for the Bills. I'm talking about the Bills offense against the Ravens defense. Yeah. Now, what's what, what's going to work to the Bills' favor in this game? Obviously, we saw what the Ravens' rush defense can do yesterday in containing Derrick Henry. What's going to work to their favor is the fact that they don't really rely on the ground game to kind of establish that offense. Yeah. So, and the Ravens are decent in the secondary. They're they're definitely you know Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith. They're you know they're Marlon Humphrey. Obviously, they're they're far from bad in the secondary, but you know I think Josh Allen will be able to do what he does. And I like the Bills in this one. I don't know what the line is. Um, it's two and a half actually. I think they're gonna cover that. Two and a half is uh pretty generous. The Ravens, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, again, I think people are putting a little bit too much stock in how good the uh, Colts were because I think the Colts are probably a better team than the Ravens, even though the Ravens have been really I hot. I think so, so too. Um, night game in Buffalo, cold. Yeah, come on. Uh, I, I, it's going to be a good game. I think the Bills are going to – again, we're going to get into it more later. I think the Bills are going to take that game. Um, Give me Bills by a touchdown, I think. I think it'll be a good game. I don't think they'll beat them down. But, you know, I'm I'm not picking Lamar against this Buffalo defense on the road again. No, 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 no. I, I don't think so. I don't see um, that. 
an interesting line um, for the for the next game, 305 on Sunday, the 17th. Browns Chiefs. The Browns open up plus 10. Or the Chiefs open up minus 10. Uh, wow. That's uh for a team that's been resting two weeks. Now here's a pick I like in that game because I think what you're gonna see is the Chiefs, which we've seen in the playoffs um, last year, especially against the um, Titans. You might see them come out flat and the Browns come out kind of hot. Yeah, I yeah, I think that is what's gonna so happen. A first half, uh maybe the Browns something or the first quarter something. First or half Browns yeah, I would like that. So and but I wouldn't touch the full game because I don't I, I like I don't know. And we were saying this earlier in this show. The uh the Chiefs, you know, Mahomes hasn't played in two weeks. They didn't finish the season looking great. You know, they I believe the last game Mahomes played, they barely beat the Falcons. Um, maybe the Chiefs aren't this like wagon that everyone thinks they are this year. I don't know. We'll see. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure out a lot of uh, all about that this Sunday. So I think we're gonna find out a lot about the Browns, and I think we're gonna find out a lot about the Chiefs this week. See, that's a really interesting matchup. Um, in terms of winner, it's really hard to go against the Chiefs. Although I really think the Browns could win this game. Seriously, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win, but. Plus ten? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I. I wouldn't take the Chiefs. The thing is, I think I think it's going to be a touchdown game all game long, and the Chiefs Dude, might fall away. Neither of us are going to be shocked if Mahomes just comes out and the Chiefs win by thirty. I, I'm no, gonna... no. So it's a very unpredictable game and a very interesting game that we're going to find out a lot about a lot of people. So that, that I would say that's uh, probably my favorite matchup of the week, uh, just because I like the Browns a lot. But so as for the final game. Actually, this is my favorite matchup. This is my favorite matchup of the weekend because don't forget, we got the divisional aspects. We got Breeze, Brady 3. Breeze is 2-0. and Brady losing to the same team three times in a year? Now – Definitely <sighs> never happened, so. I was, I was saying this to my friends yesterday, my Saints fan friends because I'm now in Alabama, so there's there's a lot of kids from, from that area. I am just rubbing my hands together at the thought of Tom Brady ending Drew Breeze's career on Sunday. Oh, Lord. Uh, because that is what's going to happen if the Bucks win. Bra- Breeze is not coming back next Breeze year. Is not coming back. The Bucks I actually, win- actually made a five dollar bet with one of our friends last night that Breeze is going to come back regardless. I was like, okay, I'll take it. I'll Free five dollars. I'll take uh, your money. Uh, now, if you're when when you listen to this, uh, he's going to be like, come on. <laughs> now, I mean, I'm taking the Bucks. I I'm think taking the Bucks, Bucks too. And Saints minus three. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna take the Bucks. I'm taking. I am taking the Bucks money line. Um, it's Saints minus three. I'm thinking the Bucks come out and steamroll them. I think that's what's gonna happen. Like steamroll, as in like what? What? What is steamroll? Like not like a thirty point beatdown, but I think it's gonna be a dominating performance from start to finish, and they're gonna win by multiple touchdowns. That's what I think. I kind of agree. And, I, want to say I agree there. And like again, you know. It would just be too perfect for Tom Brady year one in the NFC to come in and end Drew Brees' career. And literally over the past decade, like coming from – I'm an NFC guy, you're an AFC guy. Obviously, I don't really – I don't root for the NFC. But anyway, one of the big quarterbacks in in our conference has been probably the biggest over the past decade. You you could say, ah, Rodgers. Anyway, top three um, has been Brees. He comes in and just slays him. Yeah. Grim Reaper, uh, goodbye. Undertaker. 
I, I think I told you this stat this morning before we started. Recording. Oh, you did. Yeah, it's a good stat. If, uh, if if the Bucks win on Sunday, Brady officially has more wins, more playoff wins against the NFC than Drew Brees. Drew Brees is now, I believe, nine and eight in the playoff. I think it was eight and eight in the playoffs going into yesterday. Obviously, one of those wins comes against the AFC, so you can knock off one of them. Brady has six wins against the NFC already, and now, well, now seven with the with the Washington victory. And hmm. has a chance to get his eighth. I mean, what else can you say about this man? Every number, every anything. It's just Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I love Tom and Brady. I really, really like the Bucks this weekend. Me too. Um, like, like you were saying, dare I say, I other than the Packers, to me, the mo- the most surefire win this weekend. I really, I, I, I don't think the Saints are going to come in and and like. I don't know because I really, I really, really like this Bucks team, and I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen with them if they have to go to Lambeau because they've already beaten Lambeau, they've already won in Lambeau this year, and that was an absolute beatdown, which I think works against them in a second matchup. But week one, Bucks take on the Saints. They kind of ended up getting, I don't want to say killed. It was multiple touchdowns, but Brady outplayed Breeze in that one. Breeze did yeah. not good yeah. at all and then the second time they and played, don't forget was that week one or it was week one correct week one that was week that's one. the first yeah. week after again we've mentioned this before you don't have the training camp you don't have the this and that this year and i thought brady looked really good that first week even yeah. though the numbers might not have said it um but then i can't remember what week the second game was but the saints beat him down and that absolutely works to the favor of the Bucks. A hundred. No, I'm, I can say with confidence, just based off of the history of the Patriots and Brady and whatnot, that no one's beaten Brady three times in the he's same. Never team. lost three times to the same team. He's actually, uh, I believe, yes, uh, this year getting swept. Probably the first time they was two. It, it was the first time the paid. Yeah, the Patriots had been swept by a division opponent like in twenty years. So, but, forget about that. Uh, but. I mean, I I don't know. I really like the Bucks. I, yeah, I me too. Know. I'm pretty confident with the Bucks in this one too. Saints minus two, Bucks money line. Uh, I, yeah. think, I think. I think. I think. I might even throw some money on that. Ooh. Uh, we'll see. I know we'll I will, see. but that's we, we have different uh, betting <laughs> outlooks. A little bit more of a better than I am, but anyway. Uh, other than that, I don't really uh, have a ton on on the rest of the, on the rest of the divisional games. Yeah, um, we could either talk about Watson now or push that back if you'd like. Yeah, let's talk about Watson real quick. All right. We're at an hour 22. Uh, so, so uh, the the Texans have not hired a new head coach yet. Uh, they did hire a new GM who is Nick Cassiero, who is like the director of uh, personnel for the Patriots for the longest you time. mentioned, he's kind of like the assistant well, he, GM over he's there. Like Belichick, yeah, he's like Belichick's little underling pretty much. Uh, and so <laughs> the Texans bring in yet another Patriots guy to try to right the ship. Uh, and now, so Watson had some thoughts on who he wanted to be the GM, right? And he, and he gave that, those thoughts to ownership. He gave his suggestions to ownership. And I, they hired a different guy for GM, which I don't know why he would be so upset about the hiring of the GM process. I don't think a quarterback should even really have a say in that. Like it's a, it's a general manager. I guess you are to Sean Watson. You're kind of the, uh... I understand that. And, but you know, he really wanted Eric Bianam uh, as head coach and they didn't interview him. They chose not to interview him, which that's where I can, that, that, that I can understand Watson's perspective. Look, 
we're, I mean, and JJ Watt said it to him best. They're, they're really wasting his prime, and he knows it. Um, I and think what? there are so many good spots for Deshaun Watson. And honestly, I wanted to mention this earlier, but uh, here's my like little sleeper. Um, and we can get into this even more down the line when trades open up and whatnot, or when something actually happens. Um, my sleeper pick, and you and you said this before. Uh, give Washington a quarterback; they're going to be a problem. I would love, and I know they're in a division, but I mean, we just fired our head coach. We're yeah, general manager's probably at the door. We're probably going through a rebuilding phase. I'd love to see Watson in um, Washington with that young team, those young pieces, that young defense. I think that would be. Yeah, and you say there's so many teams. Like, there's probably maybe five teams that would be interested. So, wouldn't be. I don't think yep. there's more than like five teams that that wouldn't say I want. Yeah. To okay. Play. I agree. I think you could literally see you could see a Rams in the running. You could literally look. You could literally look at NFL teams. Other than someone like that. The Dolphins, and that's kind of been circulating. The, the Tua and the third. You put the you put the Texans right back to square one with a quarterback. I don't mind that at all. The Jets, if they wanted to trade that pick to number two. Yeah, um, there's, there's all kinds of. The Cowboys aren't locked into Dak Prescott. We both don't love Daniel Jones. The Eagles could give him Jalen Hurts or Carson Washington. Literally, there are full divisions that, that could go out and get a Deshaun Watson. I think this is probably one of your most interesting ever, okay, there's a quarterback on, on the line type I of guy. Much more than Kirk Cousins three years ago, and we've seen where that yeah. works. Another team. Like, it, it, the, the possibilities here are kind of endless, and I'm excited. I can't, to see even, that. I can't remember a time in our lifetime that a top five Bonafide top five quarterback in the league who just signed an extension was so unhappy with his team and demanding a trade. You just don't see that with quarterbacks. Uh, this is like unprecedented ground. You don't see um, how bad the Texans are either, though. I, no, I, don't, bl- I don't blame Deshaun Watson at all for wanting In the slightest. He should want out and they should be okay with it. What's interesting, really, I, I, I saw a report, I think it was from Rappaport, maybe not. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a report said that last year, last offseason, when they traded DeAndre Hopkins, Watson anger level on a scale from 1 to 10 was like a 2, and now it's like a 10, uh, which I don't understand why he'd be so much more upset now than he was last year. But, you know. Maybe he was like, oh, I have some faith in the deal, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, which I don't know why you would, but. He, like, chose to trust Bill O'Brien. I saw something that said, like, if they don't trade him, he'll just sit out. I doubt it. I would doubt it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to play for that team after everything. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go get hurt for a team that's gonna win two games and you know get rid of me. Trade me. They're gonna trade him. He's. Uh, I think we're. I'm fairly certain when you. You think you know, there's no chance he ends up staying? No, I don't. I. I, I don't. I think there's like a two percent chance he stays. Wow. Yeah. It's tough to be a Texan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I think there's probably, but I mean, he's your franchise quarterback who you just extended. I, I think there's probably better than a 2% chance they end up keeping him. I guess maybe 10. I mean, what, what the new GM needs to do is, and I, I would think he's probably already done this, but he needs to, you know, sit down with Deshaun Watson and, and talk and, yeah. and figure, out, figure out a way what's going to make him happy. And they need to give him some input this off season in terms of personnel, because, you know, why I, would- I, I, Either way, I, I I think he's probably on his way out. We'll see. You may uh, look at the Texans being one of those bottom feeder teams after being a playoff team for some time. Yeah, and, and finally were, getting their quarterback. It was always the thing. They were, they were, they were going to the playoffs and starting, you know, Sage Rosenfels and whatever, you know. But uh, 
Funny how the football cookie crumbles. Yeah, I mean, and that's something that obviously we'll keep focused on all offseason, but we, we thought we should probably cover because it's been yeah. a hot story this week. Um, other than that, we're at about an hour and a half. I don't really have anything else uh, other than the national championship tonight. So I got to go start getting ready for that. But Yeah, roll tide. Um, I, I'm, I'm... Do you have any closing thoughts? <laughs> the Eagles, man. Is, I have so many thoughts, and I can't articulate them into words. We will... Uh, we'll definitely cover that in the probably in the, the next show after we talk about the national championship because i'm definitely going to have a lot to vent yeah about. So, and i just kind of need some time to process these thoughts maybe you know go for a walk or something think about it other than that uh we will be coming at you guys with the national championship recap probably tomorrow maybe wednesday we'll see i'm uh, thinking if i'm thinking if they win you're gonna want to talk about it tomorrow and if they lose you might not you might not want to talk about it <laughs> yeah well, well we'll it'll 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 depend how i feel tomorrow morning so, yeah so we'll uh we'll we'll update you guys on that but other than that i think that's probably all we have for episode five yeah thanks for listening guys uh listening and roll tide and we'll see you guys later this week roll tide roll